Hello, welcome to episode 24 of the High Five Download Podcast. With me, as always, is my co-host, Demetrio Lucero. Hello, and with us today, we are very happy and excited to welcome cultural worker, poet, award-winning spoken word artist, actor, and if you've driven northbound on South South Federal Boulevard lately, uh, you can view his handsome visage adorning a giant Metro State billboard. Uh, We would like to welcome Mr. Bobby Lefebvre uh, to the High Five Down Low podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here with you guys. Great. And we also uh, like to talk about your, um, you have a new web series called Welcome to the Northside premiering Friday, March 31st at the Sioux Teatro and Performing Arts Center, Cultural Center. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the web series, it's a it's a comedy. It's a comedy web series. We've been working on it for about a year now. Um, prior to the web series, I had written a play um, uh, titled Northside, Northside yeah. um, that I sort of have molded into a web series. Um, and so, yeah, we have like 20 episodes. Written, awesome. awesome. And we're ready to, to put it out. That's awesome. And you guys are filming that around the north side. You film that around the neighborhood and like different, you know. Using exactly. like local actors and stuff too. Yeah, we're hiring local actors, cool. um, shooting all over North Denver. Awesome. Um, all actually, the the three main uh, crew folks, me, uh, Alan Dominguez, and uh, Manuel Aragon, are all Northsiders. So we're the mm-hmm. production team. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And then, so the, at the premiere, are you guys going to do like, are you guys going to show like four episodes or three episodes? How many are you going to do that? Yeah. That so night? we're going to show three episodes. Okay. Um, and then we're actually going to release one a month for the next year. Oh, very So cool. if, if folks come to the uh, to the uh, premiere, they'll get to see three up front. Sure, sure, sure. Um, nice. And then we'll release one a month for a whole year. And is that going to be like on this, on your website or? Yeah, they'll be, um, or we're working out whether or not we're going to use YouTube or Vimeo right now, uh-huh. um, but it'll be social media so facebook cool. and web page and all yeah. that good stuff that looks exciting i'm really looking forward to that and so this one uh, was your play more what would you say more of like a dramatic kind of like tone and did you was this and when you said do the web series you wanted to do it as more of a comedy or is that or is Northside always kind of like a drama mixed comedy i think it's been mixed i think the play was dramedy. definitely yeah <laughs> dramedy the uh, the play is definitely more I think the play was a little bit more dramatic, a little bit more serious. Right, yeah. Um, the web series is intentionally comedic, um, mm-hmm. so I wrote mm-hmm. specifically um, with that in mind. So you know, there's a little bit of a different feel to it. Yeah, I think because yeah, there's so much you could, I mean, comedy-wise, you could, like, mine from, you know, what's happened in the, you know, the whole gentrification of the neighborhood and that kind of stuff. So I think there's, I mean, there's there's a lot of room to work with, you know, that, that kind it's of It's amazing. You know, uh, we, um, part of my process is just going to places and just sitting and listening and watching. And, yes. it's, and it's so cool just to kind of sit at a bar and have a beer mm-hmm. and listen to people, you know, chatting or um, using things like Nextdoor as research tools because there's some really <laughs> interesting and funny things right. that happen there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, just <laughs> observing. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw a funny one, not to get off topic, but I saw a funny one the other day on that Nextdoor social network site that said, did anybody see a low-level, low-flying helicopter the other night? And I think it was a police helicopter. And uh, that was kind of like a normal thing growing up. And so that was over, just... Get Yeah, get over it, yeah. 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 <laughs> and they were like, well, what's going on? What's happening? And yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, a friend so. of mine, actually, one of my co... Uh, the producers of the project, um, there's a lot of, like, racial profiling that's happening. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I don't know if folks actually understand what they're doing when they're saying, you know, we see a suspicious young Hispanic man in right. a hoodie walking down the street. Yeah, yeah. Um, y- yeah. You know, there's a lot of that going Going on, so mm-hmm. to kind of counter that, uh, Manuel posted. Um, we there was like literally forty people doing CrossFit on a corner of a like thirty uh, second in um, Vallejo recently, mm-hmm. uh, and we got a picture of it. And so, as sort of a a, a little um, different taste of uh, flavor, he posted that to Nextdoor saying, "Hey." 
30 suspicious people <laughs> look all dressed the same. Yeah. I think it's a gang. Suspicious it's a cult. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, nice. just observing those cultural changes has been interesting, and yeah. we're weaving that into the Big series. Time. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. We're looking forward to it. I mean, it is humorous to see these, um, those, those like, police warning signs up that they, you know, usually use for, like, oh, we have a road closed ahead or something, but, it not, you know, please remember to lock your vehicles. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, yeah. stuff may be stolen. Big shocker. Um, yeah. <laughs> By the way, in case you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about North Denver um, for all our uh, listeners that aren't local here. Um, a friend a friend and listener of the podcast, Sonia Gonzalez Ortega, um, suggested this topic today because she's promoting an event called Story Fest, a Northside show and t- that's going to take place the weekend of April 7th through the 9th at the Regis Square on the campus of Regis University. And it's basically... As far as I know, it's kind of like a, um, it's a, it's a show and tell, you know, it's basically, it's people telling their story of what, you know, what North Denver means to them. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's kind of in, in trying to bridge the gap between the people that have lived there their whole lives and, um, the gentrification that's taken place over the past probably 20 years or so. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So go, you know, she suggested that topic of top five north side treasures so top five north side north denver treasures and it could be you know it, I, I decided it could be any anything you know person place or thing and um i guess we're just gonna dive in man um Fun. with number five and i guess let's you want to start us off to me sure and we'll go I, in a circle here yeah. we'll let our guest bobby go last on each that's cool uh yeah so Gotta pick up my list here because I didn't memorize it. Uh, my number five is, and this is kind of a lot of these are, uh, you know, from just like memories of like growing up, um, you know, growing up in the North Side. Oh yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, our our podcast is based on a yeah. lot of nostalgia. Yeah, you know, we we uh, talk about you know what shaped us as kids and right, mm-hmm. right. So to go with that, my number five is um, remembering just the memories of eating at the Subway Tavern with my parents and, you know, enjoying that place. And when I say Subway, whenever I tell anybody Subway, of course, they they assume Sandwich. the sandwiches. Yeah. The mediocre and I have to, But shop. it's, it's yeah. kind of nice because I can, I can explain to them and tell them, no, no, there was this great pizza tavern that had been there for years as I was growing up. And it was dark and dingy, but that kind of added to the, you know, mm-hmm. the sort of like, you know, tone and play of all of it. You know, and there were these cool, like, you know, they had these old cool, like beer, like, promotional signs and things and um, I love the pizza there it was so good and I miss it and to this day I still miss it and it's kind of weird how I feel like there's kind of like a I don't know they call it like a restaurant curse that's been placed on that on that place because I think Subway closed down I want to say maybe six years ago five six years ago yeah yeah. and I think there's been now I think there's been three restaurants that have been there since yeah multiple burger bars multiple burger bars yeah they just keep trying with something yeah you know something hip and trendy and stuff like that and it's just not working so I wonder if that's like the curse of the subway tavern or something but anyway yeah that's just it was just you know we'd always go there and it was it was great and you felt like you knew the people who worked there whether they were the cooks in the kitchen or you know the, the waitresses and things like that um, mm-hmm. yeah it's a great neighborhood place so yeah great i'm gonna keep it rolling with the food theme actually and actually the pizza theme and i'm gonna go with my number five is pizza alley one of the only remaining businesses there on 32nd that yeah in the lo- has the been highland, there highland maybe Square. 20 years or so you oh, know yeah. at least i mean it, it opened in 1976 so mm-hmm. it's definitely the oldest 
thing that's there besides mm-hmm. the liquor store, which has changed names and hands, and now it's a fancy wine liquor store, yeah, not just yeah. a right. shady whatnot. But I remember even as a kid driving up Lowell, and it burned down at one point in the 80s, and they rebuilt it mm-hmm. and everything. I remember yeah. seeing it as just a literally a pile of burnt, smoldering yeah. wood and everything, and that kind of blew my mind as a kid. But, I mean, I still – I that's one of the places me and my wife, we go there – at least once a month, you know, mm-hmm. we get the lunch special. We yeah. take our son; he loves yeah. it. Um, it's it's one. It's the only thing that's left, man, on that thirty on that strip on thirty second. So yeah, and they've um, kept the recipe too, which is and they've nice. kept the recipe. Yeah, it's changed ownership. Actually, a friend of ours' nephew is now the owner of. But yeah. it, you know, they kept the which is kind of nice. The like old recipe. Somebody who who you know is from the neighborhood, yeah, so to speak. You know, yeah. owns the place. Yeah, yeah and uh, I mean. I'm sorry, I won't go eat at the lo- pizzeria locale across the street. <laughs> yeah, why? Right, Pizza Alley's right here. Why? It's not too bad. It's good. You know. Yeah, I mean, they have the same feel. It's like a Chipotle. Yeah, it's like pizza a Chipotle, Chipotle pizza. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but you I'm know. like, yeah, I'm already here, Pizza Alley. You know, it's so right I guess there. the only problem is parking. Yeah, yeah. What do you? My distant relatives, my dad's cousins, actually owned that back in the day. So it was a family business to mm-hmm. some degree. Pizza Alley um, yeah. before it was sold back in. Well, I remember. Yeah, those were the guys that served us back in the 90s early mm-hmm. 90s when we would go there for lunch you know yep. yeah uh, leave school give you a hard time for so skipping good. school yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you guys aren't supposed to be off camera right. yeah, so yeah that'll be five dollars and 25 yeah, cents yeah. though <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's cool you know it's funny my first one is a food thing too i think that right. says a lot about um you know what the neighborhood was like with all these mom and pop shops yep. and, and food and mine is is a, uh, it's an icon man i'm Mom Five's Chubbies, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's definitely a treasure. You know, the history of the place is amazing. Uh, Stella Cordova back in the '60s was working there as a uh, waitress or whatnot, or you know, in Chubby um, Burger Drive-In, exactly. Like originally called, yeah. And the guy was like, you know, I'm selling this thing. She bought it for cheap, um, kept the recipes for a while, and then she started serving. Mexican food, Mexican yep. American food, mm-hmm. more specifically Chicano food, yeah, yeah. which yeah. is very different um, <laughs> in this region. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's really a snapshot of of you know what what the, the neighborhood is. And it's exciting that while everything else is sort of falling apart and disappearing, they're growing. You know, mm-hmm. they yeah. just uh, you know they I haven't re- been to the new building now that they it's cool. It. It's, really it's, cool. It's and it's funny because it's all nice and new and pretty, but mm-hmm. the chaos inside is still the <laughs> still same. same. You, you same never know yet. like where the line starts if people have ordered or not. <laughs> like you'd never know if you're going to get your food. It's like it's so it's like the same okay. you know control chaos in a, yeah. in a new environment. Yeah. So. I just um, hope the bootleg DVD guy is still there. Yeah. <laughs> still outside. In the parking lot. Hanging yeah. outside. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's a, it's a treasure for sure. Mm-hmm. And good to, that it's still around and, like you said, growing. Yeah. 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 So that's cool. I need to go. I haven't been in since they rebuilt it. I know the thing just opened, so <laughs> I'm going to have to get nostalgic and go get some right? chili cheese fries. There you go. Right. Chili cheese fries. All right. Well, I'm going to break away from the food thing, but I'm going to stay in the same locale because I, I forgot to mention that Subway, so Old Subway Tavern, was right across the street from Chubby's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, right there on 38th and Osceola? Uh, it's uh, or is 38th it and, uh, uh, no, it's uh, uh, La Pan. La Pan. La Pan. Yep. So at, uh, my number four is uh, <laughs> when they opened up the 7-Eleven right there. This was uh, back in the time. This is like the mid-90s. And this was when Street Fighter Two, the video game, was a huge, huge, big deal. It was a 
phenomenon. Oh, yeah. And they had, that 7-Eleven had the new Street Fighter II machine, and we would go, I would go there every, almost every weekend. Wow. And sit there and play for hours. You'd, you'd come up there, and there'd be, like, a line to play the game. There'd yeah. be kids coming in. Oh, yeah. And you'd slap your quarter on the machine. Top, to, yeah. yep, and you'd wait. Yeah, and you'd yeah. Wait to put oh, your place in shit, line. I remember that. And, <laughs> man, it was, so, you grab your Slurpee, and you get in line, and you just play for hours. Yeah. And you'd have this huge crowd, and, you know, if you won, you continue on. Yeah. And, Oh, Next that was, challenger. That was and my so mom would good. just drop me off, and this was like you know this was back in like the mid '90s, but you know yeah. it never felt like I was uh, you know unsafe or anything like that. But it was just fun. You, you know? know, it's crazy because uh, there was a little corner store by where I used to live um, off of Twenty Third in um, Lowell. Basically, there was a little uh, a corner store called Sunray, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. before yeah, yeah, and yeah. now it's a uh, it's some like Save Our yes, Youth, yes, or Jesus yes. Save yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a little corner store Sunray there. Supermarket. Sunray Supermarket. Yep. And they used to have these bomb uh, potato wedges I used to get. But they had a Street Fighter machine too. <laughs> yep, yep. So I, I had that same experience. It's hey, crazy. Yeah, it was a great wow. time. Great. I, I spent hours there, you know, just <laughs> playing and enjoying times. And <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, that's my number four. Great. Uh, my number four is an, an organization that um, – some of our good friends founded, and it's uh, none under the none other than the NSCC, also known as the Northside Croquet Club. This is my number three, also. So I'll let you talk. All right, it. we'll talk a little bit about <laughs> it. Since you so, got to it first, um, okay, around the I guess turn of the millennium here, uh, some friends of ours acquired a a croquet set and. Yeah, it was like given to them like their par- like their grandparents yeah, were moving some, away or yeah, something, somebody, and they're like, oh, we yeah. don't want this anymore. And so we realized that it was a really fun activity to play when just standing around drinking and uh, and other d- things, doing other things, <laughs> and um, it kind of became a ritual. And we started getting organized. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, during the summer months. I believe the season always started the first Tuesday. Like four, for 420. First four Tuesday 20. after 420. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But um, so, you know, and um, so every Tuesday, 6 o'clock, yeah. you know, at a, any given park in North Denver. Yeah, that, was our, would, that um, was our main thing, too, is that we would, the winner or whatever, we would choose. We'd either choose a schedule or we'd have the winner pick. Yeah. But so it had to be at a, at a park in the north side. Oh, that's so cool. the rolling, th- you know, so it always started at Wolf Park every year. Mm-hmm. And from there, it depended on who won. So yeah. whoever whoever would win the next week would call the park right. for next Tuesday. But we'd always would hit the big, you know, always hit the parks in, in the north side. So there'd always be like, you know, Sloan's Lake mm-hmm. and um, Chaffee Park and, mm-hmm. you know, on and on and on. The I actually, I ran into you guys one time there. I was, because I lived by Chaffee Park mm-hmm. and you guys were there mm-hmm. and uh, playing. So I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, we always get that, that kind of like weird, like... And, what are those guys doing? Yeah, there's definitely. like sometimes there's like twenty of us. Because yeah. yeah. get it straight, it's a definitely a bastardized version of the of the game of croquet. I yeah, mean, if you want to call it extreme. Yeah, there's croquet, very un- which we don't I mean, do. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> used to call it that. There's yeah. like kick shots are allowed. These uh, oh, kind of no, like yeah. shooting it like a pool stick. Oh, yeah. You know, there's, there's <laughs> like, it's, it's very uh, modified. We, got, we actually got like we got into it with the Denver Croquet Club, the oh, very fancy gosh. and official <laughs> Croquet Club of Denver, who play at Washington Park in their own on their own croquet. Kalon. Yeah. One year we we hopped the fence. Yeah. And we saw these like old white people coming up to us yeah. like, hey, what are you guys doing? You guys can't hop that fence and play here. We pay dues. And we're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. screw you. <laughs> and they're basically like, just do not, we want no divots out of that. Yeah. Pristine yeah. They, they let grass. us stay. They let us stay and play because, you know, what were they going to do? That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's hilarious. Exactly. But yeah, anyways, it's still going strong. A lot of the members have had kids and everything. And I honestly, 
made it to one game last year, but um, there's still a core group that keeps it going. And thank you, Eric Orr, for bringing the gear to every every Tuesday. I don't <laughs> think he's missed a yeah. I don't think he's missed a Tuesday. Missed wow. a Tuesday in a long, long time. But anyways, my number four, the NSCC. I believe the website is fuckyeah.org. <laughs> Has nothing to do. But I think Dave Simpkins, Dave Simpkins really wanted that yeah. domain. So fuckyeah.org. Yeah. That's and awesome. we'll, I'm surprised uh, that wasn't taken. That's like yeah. right. That's yeah. I think dot com was, but dot org. Dot org. I think it's y e a, not y e a h. Okay. Right. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you're right. That's cool. But uh, I think we'll be out there this summer. So look for us. Look for the Northside yeah, Croquet if Club. See, if you see, and 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 join us. NSCC is very inclusive, man. There are lots of people that we've picked yeah. up along the way that weren't Northsiders or anything, but like yeah. they well, just fell in love and they show up every week too. Yeah. So. yeah. You have to test positive. For <laughs> 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 um, so my number four is North High. You know, um, I think the high school mm-hmm. is, you know, quintessential institution in the neighborhood. I mean, from yeah. its founding, really, you know, yeah. it always had a strong alumni association mm-hmm. going back, uh, you know, in the day. And it was just really a place that people took a lot of pride in. Even, you know, when, when I was in high school in the, in the late 90s and stuff, when, you know, it was a bit challenging and things like that, people still, you know, like built those longtime friendships that you guys are talking about. Yeah. There was some really amazing teachers that really gave a shit about the kids. Um, talking about the billboard that I'm on, I think the coolest um, thing that's come out of that is mm-hmm. Mr. Schrant, who was an amazing <laughs> teacher at North High yeah, School, yes. yeah. um, got a hold of me by email saying he had wow. seen it. And to me, like on top that's of cool. everything else, that was the coolest thing yeah. is to have a teacher that yeah. really you know, put his foot into his work every single day. He prided himself on never missing yeah, a day. This, he wore yeah. a suit to work every yeah. day. He held you accountable. Walk to work. He held everybody accountable mm-hmm. and he cared about us, you know? And so um, he was someone who stood with me throughout all of my education and just the things I do as someone who, you know, really helped me um, uh, move forward in life. And so for him to reach out was, it was really, really cool. So yeah, North High School, man, it, it's, it has a long, you know, really cool history, very diverse from its, you know, beginning days from, uh, you know, all the different immigrant groups that came through. And yep. um, it's still just a place that is really, really dear to me. So and it's, it's, it's also great that it's, it hasn't gone the way of like, you know, a, a charter school or something like right. that. I mean, it's, it's been close right. to even being closed down. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, that that says, says something that it's, you know, the, the community, the, the people, like you said, the people who, have, who went there and, and, and established themselves and grew these relationships, you know, cultivated, they want, they're, they're proud of it. And they yeah. want it to stay, stay North High School, you know, stay that way, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, very cool. So that was, and a disclaimer, we're all graduates of North High. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was number four. That was number Bobby. four. So, so my number three, number was, three yeah. was, which was... Uh, the Northside Croquet Club. Oh, it's so. very touched on. Okay, yeah, cool. So. Okay, my number three then is um, the Oriental Theater. Mm. Um, nice. This place is, I'm glad that it's open now and does all kinds of different events now because for, for the longest time it was closed. And um, yeah. it's special to me because it's the first movie theater I ever saw a movie in. My folks, to you know, back in the early 80s and the 80s in general, it showed like second run movies, you know, after they'd already gone through the normal you know theater it was kind of like a bargain movies and they'd so i think there it was like yeah. 50 cent movies or something yeah and my second run. <laughs> yeah second run so the uh, first movie i ever saw there was empire strikes back my folks took me oh to wow see that. so um that's cool. 
So, like, I saw Gremlins there. I saw The Karate Kid Part 2. All these, like, awesome <laughs> movies, as, you know. And I'd always have to wait. My mom, when it comes to the Oriental, you know. And I remember, like, I had the I had the phone number to the Oriental, so I'd always dial it, call it every week to see what was playing, you know. I'm like, mom, Karate Kid uh, 2 is finally there, you know. <laughs> so, um, and it was cool because, well, it was sad that it closed, but then, like, in the late 90s, it opened again. And they were trying to do like an art house thing and show like art house movies and stuff. So I ended mm-hmm. up seeing some awesome. I ended up seeing Pulp Fiction for the first time there. Oh wow! Second time around and um, a bunch of like you know art house movies and, and we we just thought it was cool to go some you know be able to go to the movies in the neighborhood instead of mm-hmm. driving all the way up to Westminster or something like that. Yeah, so it's right. such a cool space. So yeah, and now they have like live music there. They have all kinds of events, yeah. burlesque, you know movies they have everything there now so um i'm just glad that it's got a revival and it's always you know whenever i walk in there it's kind of just like a, a time machine for me you know yeah me and the wife went and saw they showed purple rain for free after prince died so oh, we, wow. went, we went and checked that out just to get nostalgic so yeah yeah oriental theater number three for me cool awesome. yeah my number three is a little um broad but um Definitely a treasure of the North Side has been its cultural history, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the waves of immigrants that came through the neighborhood, you know, the North Side is one of the oldest established neighborhoods in, in the city, you know, when mm-hmm. Highland was initially founded, you know, back in the late 1800s. Yeah. Um, and then just the, the amount of people that came through, you know, Irish and Italian, um, you know, there was a, a Jewish community and all these different groups left their stamp on, yeah. on the, uh, on the neighborhood, which made it really, really, um, culturally rich, you know, um, in, you know, you look at the churches that are within a couple of blocks of each other. You have mm-hmm. St. Patrick's, which is the, you know, Italian, uh, I'm sorry, the Irish church, Mount Carmel, the Italian mm-hmm. church, and then, you know, Our Lady of Guadalupe, yep. all within about five blocks of each other. Mm-hmm. And it's these testaments to you know, the way that, um, you know, people came in and, and gone, the architecture, you know, that, that um, uh, the neighborhood has um, uh, the Queen Anne's and the Denver Squares yeah. and these awesome bungalows and the attention to detail that mm-hmm. the architects put into this really, you know, enhanced that cultural, uh, that sense of, of, of a place, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the architects and developers of today should learn a little bit from that craftsmanship. Um <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, and I think what's what's different about what's happening now is, um, you know, we had groups that were traditionally, you know, came in to help sort of establish themselves and then build infrastructure and ethnic enclaves. And uh, we're seeing the reverse of that now. We're seeing people with a lot more ability and capital and money and, um, you know, coming in. So that's disappearing to some degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but, yeah, that's my number three. Even with, like, the – when they when they try to keep some of the old landmarks, it's it's still it's changed in such a way that it doesn't feel familiar anymore. Like when they reopened Gaetano's, I, that just you know I tried going and it just was never the same. Yeah. You know, it's like well you just bought the name. That's mm-hmm. really it, you know, and the location I mm-hmm. guess. But yeah, it's just try to make it sexy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas you didn't need that because they had that old kind of. Uh, Botticelli painting of like the new nymph on the mm-hmm. back wall. And, like when you were ten years old going in there, you're always like, "Let's sit back there." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cool place. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. So that's we're already number two. Number then. two. Yeah. Okay, so my number two is uh, Lakeside Mall. Mm. The mall, not the amusement park, which I love, but yeah, the, the mall, the which mall. is no longer there. Um, I don't know. I mean, so many things about that place. Uh, you know, that was 
you know, they had like great Chinese food in the food court in the basement. They had like one of the first Orange Julius's. Orange Julius's and, the, and the place yeah. always smelled like tobacco and Orange Julius because it was in the same location. They were like next to each other. And then yeah. you had like st- old department stores like Montgomery Wards yeah. and things like the that. The Denver too. The, the Denver, Denver was there, and and then I remember when the, when the Target opened up, and that was ex- that was like exciting and like you know just just memories of like. Yeah. My, I worked at Musicland. And yeah, Chris, wow. like my second job ever. So. And yeah, yeah, like I like a ex in high school who also worked yeah, there. She got me the job. <laughs> 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 I remember going to what was it Kate. KB Toys. KB Toys. And that's when, too. like, the, 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 the guy who worked behind the counter was, you know, kind of like the comic book guy. And he was like, hey, did you hear they're making a Batman movie with Michael <laughs> Keaton? That was, you know, pre-internet, so that's when you first heard about something like Dang. that, you know, going there. So, yeah, it's just, you know, and it was um, – I mean, by the time they tore it down, it was it was a you know just a shadow of its former self. Yeah, know? there was barely anything. There open was in hardly it. anything yeah. in there. Yeah, I think it was like a you know like a yeah, salon. Yeah, because Mo- Montgomery Wards was still there at the end, and then Target, and then it was like a dead zone dead in the zone middle. In between, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a few like. I wish I would have been able to like get the um, the plastic oranges beneath the case in the oh, orange yeah. juice. Oh, that that would have been cool. Yeah. The that plastic been... oranges that were yes. just in that plastic case. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, stuck yeah. out to me in my mind. Very much. Always, yeah, I sold a lot of Bone Thugs and Harmony cassettes. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> I could not keep those in stock. Yeah, wow. For sure. Uh, okay, awesome. my number two. Um, it's similar to my number three. It's the Bug Theater on uh, thirty sec mm. or thirty sixth and Navajo Street. Um, Very cool. It's kind of um, it's dear to me because. When I was at North High School, I took uh, I took motion picture production at CEC, so made a little film, short film called Narcolepsy, and the first and, it, and we we had a student showing there, and we showed it. So like the first time I ever made anything that was shown on the big screen for the audience was there, and so yeah, like I yeah. still remember that. That was a great moment. And then you know I've been to several. They do these kind of offbeat plays now and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Saw the Night of the Living Dead play there, and me and yeah. my wife went and saw the Evil Dead musical there too, and <laughs> it just. Super silly, but it's like it's really kind of to me. It's kind of just like it. I guess it's a nonprofit organization. Lots of, um, you know, act, acting classes, outreach, and stuff. And I don't know. And they have like an open screen night. You can just basically show up and hey, yeah. here's my stuff. Kind of open, open That's mic. Cool. Yeah. Kind so of I always, I've always loved the bug, and I'm just glad it's still there, man. I'm yeah. glad it's still around. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, uh, we're actually going to be hosting a. Um, uh, District One. So Rafael Espinoza is the uh, council person for basically the north side. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're working on uh, May 6th at 1130. We're going to be doing a District One north side arts and culture happy hour type thing like cool. during the day. We're trying to bring artists, cultural workers, people that are um, have creative businesses or consider themselves artists of any mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. to just come together and get to know one another. Nice. And we're trying to create like a list of all the people who are creatives in the in the north side to start to you know talk more and right, right. organize together. Yeah, organize like you said. Do yeah, fun yeah, stuff. Yeah. Perfect. When so is that May? It's uh, going to be May sixth at eleven thirty. Awesome. Great. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect little segue right there. Yeah. Oh. Um, my number two is a couple blocks up from your number two, the Bug, um, La Raza Park. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. So there's not one place in the in the whole North Denver area that has as much sort of. Um, I, I guess history as well as just sort of there's an innate conflict that exists there because yeah. the, officially the, 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 the name of the park is Columbus, Columbus. Park, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. large Italian community in the 30s. They named it, you mm-hmm. know, Columbus Park, yeah. um, you know, and as we've learned more about what type of person Columbus was and, you know, really looking at whether or not that's the kind of person that should be honored um, after, you know, genocide and everything else that he, he caused. Um, the park has this innate conflict, which I think the neighborhood, um, you know, sort of 
you know, embodies at times. And so uh, the name itself is a conversation. And, you know, during this 70s and, and 80s and things like that, it was a it was a place that was hot with, um, you know, at first, you know, a lot of activism. There was a lot of, you know, um, uh, organization that was happening there. Um, young, you know, Chicano youth hung out yep. there. Um, there's a lot of social justice history there. Yeah. So for that community, it's it's really special in that, um, uh, you know, that stuff existed. And it's sort of a testament to, yeah. um, you know, blowouts with the police and mm-hmm. racial profiling. And, uh, you know, I would argue that when they got, you know, there was a, a swimming pool there. There used to be a swimming pool yeah. before they closed it out. And really a lot of people, social justice workers, felt that it, when, the, um, when the pool went away, that was really – when the kids didn't have a place to gather anymore and sure. um, kind of paved the way for more gang activity in, in the late 80s, early 90s and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's really, really uh, an important landmark to the neighborhood. Yeah, like you said, there's just, there was like these conflicting and even still today conflicting ideologies about what that park represents or what it's supposed to represent, if it's supposed to represent anything at all, mm-hmm. being a park, but then like you said, the name everything like I grew up knowing it as La Raza Park mm-hmm. of course yeah. and you know as I got older because I you know of course I was a dumb kid so I didn't realize like oh it's named Columbus Park and mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't know that you know and yeah. so yeah. when they start when Denver started putting up you know brand new signs you know yeah. park signs or whatever um, and I always like you know I loved it when they put the new I don't even know it's kind of like it's modeled after like a, a an Aztec temple yeah in yeah. the center of the park you know, and that was just a fantastic addition. Yeah. You know, like in the probably like early 2000s, I want to say, or late 90s? Uh, you know, I think it was uh, the 80s, possibly. Was it the 80s? Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's a new mural in the, inside the um, uh, pyramid structure to the kiosco. It's uh, uh, David um, Garcia. David Garcia did a, a really nice mural in there. Um, so if you haven't been, check it out. It's, it's, a, it's really cool. Um, but, yeah, I think it's an important landmark. Yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. So NSCC usually goes there once yep, a season. We too. are always there once a season. Set up a crazy thing where it goes through the the through the little pyramid the p- pyramid pavilion yeah. there too, on that's the awesome. concrete. <laughs> Good uh, times. Yeah, that's always the worst course. It is. Um, okay, so we're at we're at number one already. We're I think. already at number All right. one. So yeah. mine is more of like it, it includes a treasure. Okay. But it's more of like a moment, I guess. Right, and my enough. number one is uh, getting stuck at the old Eliches that was on 30th and Tennyson. Getting stuck at the old Eliches during that huge hailstorm in 1990 with my dad. Oh, wow. So we were at Eliches that day. I think it was a Saturday. And it was towards the end of our day there. And it was just me and my dad for some reason. Uh, I don't know why my little brother and my mom didn't go. But it's like just one of the most endearing memories I have of, of me and my dad. Um, spending time together or whatever. And it was towards the end of our day, and that's when, like, the clouds came in, and we were like, okay. My dad was like, yeah, it's probably time to go, thinking it's rain, right? And it just started coming down, like, you know, softball-sized hail. And we were going to we were gonna try to make a run for it to our to our car, which was on the, the west side parking lot. And we were like, no, it's, it's too bad. So we were actually – I think we took cover under the uh, canopy where you stood in line for Mr. Twister, I think. <laughs> and oh, we just wow. waited out the storm, and it was insane. And people were scrambling. I think they, they hadn't shut down this old skyline oh, ride. Oh, my God. So, yeah, you people know, got stranded people on People got that. stranded on yeah, that. No <laughs> so way. we're seeing people, like, just, you know, panicking. And I thought it was great. I wasn't – and this is the thing. I wasn't scared because I think my dad was laughing or something. And we were just – I don't know. I just didn't yeah. enjoyed it so much. But that's, like – you know, just just one thing that sticks out in my mind. So yeah, that was a crazy storm. It totally, I 
They tore I was at mom and my sister, and, and we went. You know, we went down to the basement. We mm-hmm. hear just like glass breaking yeah. upstairs. Yeah. It sounded just Glad, as we had yeah. our guinea pigs and our cat all hiding <laughs> yeah. in the basement. <laughs> it, yeah, oh my yeah. God. windows were shattered. Yeah, oh, yeah. it, it sounded millions of dollars of damage. Yeah, uh, you know, not just to cars, but to businesses and homes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was a it was a mess. But uh, I remember yeah. that. But, but being, being at Elitches, yeah, I do. I do. I was at Elitches, and that was the old Elitches, which you know that might come up again. Fantastic place. All right, so that was my number Podcast one. Podcast here. Awesome. Uh, my number one is, you know, Bobby kind of hit on it earlier. I'm just going with North High School, too. Is, is right on. Just as a whole. Um, you know, it was just a unique, it was such a unique place to go go to high school and have a high school experience. My I look back on my high school as a very positive experience. You know, oh, yeah. I have lifelong friends that I, to this day that I met there. Um, it was the, quite the opposite of my middle school experience. I went to Lake Middle School, and um, it just—I felt like once I got to North, man, everybody—I don't know. There were there were different cliques, but everyone got along. It was and bigger. Everyone it was respe- more of a community. Yeah, mm-hmm. and everyone respected each other. For you sure. know, like and everybody knew each other. too. And everybody knew each there other. There was some. Too. Con- it was like some kind of like six degrees of separation. It was. I felt you know. It was it's cool. like And everyone was was cool with it. And I actually recently went back there to see their production of. Um, in the Heights, the Black Mass Theater Department. Cool. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. It was I was blown away. You know how like usually you like to be like reminisce about the good old days because I was in stage crew and everything. Yeah, and, like, me too. Man, yeah, we were too. so good. <laughs> you know, deal. these kids don't they even deal. deal. <laughs> yeah, you know how you like to reminisce like oh these kids they they don't even know how good we were back then. You know, but like sorry they blew us away. Dude. Oh yeah. I mean it was phenomenal. <laughs> For man. sure. And um, so I was really impressed, man. And I'm just like, man, I'm proud to be an alumni of this school. And it, I just think the, it, f- that production blew my mind, man. These kids were amazing, you know. So mm-hmm. That's so cool. It's good to know that I think I feel like our alma mater is in good hands. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, cool. Yeah, honorable mention in that department, Jim Schrant, too, walking to school every day in oh, his yeah. little Viking starter jacket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Absolutely. I remember <laughs> I did. I fell asleep in his class once, and he came up and, like, we were watching we were watching Animal Farm, actually, the movie. <laughs> and he came up and tapped me on the shoulder. He's like, are you feeling okay? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I just fell asleep. He's like... Well, I think you'd really want to pay attention. This is a fantastic movie that you, yeah, you know. He, he would like, sweat you in ways yeah, that yeah. Like, were like, so you yeah. head down in class. Yeah, he's like, you must be Sir, sick. are you in need of medical attention? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it was yeah, like, oh, real I, snide, but, you know, very. Do I need to say yeah. to the nurse? Yeah. But uh, like, if you came in late, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a moment to allow <laughs> Mr. Lefebvre to take a seat. Yeah. And, and then you'd feel bad about it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's worked, man. They did. He, he loved North more than anyone. I oh, think, yeah. Really, yeah, absolutely. So. so, yeah, my number one, North High School. North Denver Go Vikings. Yes. And their sporting, their sports teams are good now. They got a lacrosse team now, which is fantastic. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. when we went there, they were pretty mediocre to terrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I played soccer, we were awful. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the baseball team uh, is doing great. The the football team did really well last year. And yeah, now lacrosse team. I think the baseball team's undefeated right now. Wow. Um, Lacrosse team won their first big game. We were only good at like cross country. Yeah, Yeah, cross country was our big thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We can Shout just out to Jeff Young. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Awesome. Um, my number one is my grandma's house. Um, so, awesome. Um, so my grandparents have been in the neighborhood since, oh, the early 60s probably. Um, and, you know, my grandma's house is really the hub of our whole family. Her, Their home is just the place that everybody comes to. Mm-hmm. Um, she hosts a, a weekly dinner on Wednesdays. Um, I don't go as much as I should, but um, anybody, you know, in the family who, who can make it, you know, dinner's going to be at grandma's. Um, 
and now that everybody's getting older, folks are like going out to eat now. So now it's just like when it's getting, you know, it's like getting together on Wednesdays and hanging out. Um, but really, you know, and, and it's uh, aside from not just my family, it's just the, the idea of family and community and coming mm-hmm. together and, you know, being close and, 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 and that thing. Um, I think, you know, both with the Italian um, residents of North Denver and uh, a lot of the Mexican, you know, Mexican-American Chicano families, uh, there was just a really focused attention to community and, and, and family. And uh, I think those values are instilled in, in people like us that come from the neighborhood, whether it's, you know, bio family or your, your adopted family from, you know, people you meet at school. And um, it was just real communal. And, and, yeah. and, and to me, that embodies the spirit of the neighborhood. It embodies the things that I'm missing about mm-hmm. the neighborhood these days. Yeah. Agreed. I I, I I I completely understand, and it's like I, I I miss that time that I had with my grandma and you know her and stuff, and being there at her house, and you know, appreciate it like I do now because that's just nostalgia. But mm-hmm. you know, that's that's uh yeah, that's a great great yeah. great memory. Yeah, and it it reminds me of my my next door my current next door neighbors now. Um, me and my wife got priced out of the north side, so we can't, we live over on Ninth and Tennyson, and uh, but our ne- next door neighbors are. Hispanic couple that raised seven children in the two-bedroom house and mm-hmm. they come home every or every Friday night They come over there for dinner like kind of how you mentioned it's Friday night, you know mm-hmm. I know it's Friday night when there's nowhere to park mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right there. And that's fine. We yeah. have a driveway, but yeah. it's great We have a great relationship like a communal relationship with our neighbors and it's just like that's what that reminds me of You know, yeah, and I think that's awesome when, I mean hide and go like seek until can. midnight, you know, just the <laughs> memories of like just chilling out, you yeah. know uh, Yeah, it was just it was just a good time mm-hmm. That's awesome. Cool. Um, okay, so this brings us to the halfway point of our show. So we're going to talk about um, for the low five lost treasures of the North Side. Yeah. Things that are gone or have been torn down or are not quite the same. I actually, I'm a Denver native, grew up there, went to North and everything. I left around 2001. I went and lived in Texas for a little while and lived in New Jersey after that. And I came back in 2010. So. I was gone almost 10 years, and when the North Denver I came back to was totally different, you know, and every yeah. time I'd come back, it'd be like, shock. holy moly, you know, yeah. and like, especially my parents' block, man, none of, I mean, there's, on that street, there's probably only three, or, three or four houses from when yeah. we grew up, you know, that's the a, rest have been wrecked and built. That's a, that's a fun game to play, uh, fun being, you know, the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a dark term driving around the neighborhood and seeing these these blocks where you count how many original houses are still standing yeah you know and it's uh yeah yeah i give like it's like we give directions now by what used to be there yeah oh it's over there by where <laughs> that used to be yeah that's exactly. that's how we tell that's you a know great example. it's crazy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> subway pizza tavern yeah where subway yeah. used to be Which you know you're subway? gonna turn right where the subway used to be oh yeah. okay yeah and people know exactly people what know you're where talking you're going. about yeah. where pagliacci's used to be yeah, yeah. all right cool. well speaking of that my so, number five yeah is um, Elitch Lanes. Mm. Um, this one, I mean, it didn't come as much as a surprise because of the way the neighborhood was changing. Because yeah, it was like you just knew. Yeah. It's just it was a matter of when, not if. And mm-hmm. and I know that they, they they didn't close down. They moved further west, I think, um, and reopened. But still, it was it was just a, rem- a great reminder of of what used to be. Yeah. When it was still there. And the fact that they had never, like, they never really renovated the place, but that was part of its charm. Yeah. You know, it was old and dirty and, you know, cigarette stained mm-hmm. and yeah, that they, kind of stuff. They have, like, the dollar hot dog night yeah, or something. Yeah. And it was Porter still great. It was still a great place yeah. to go and bowl and hang out with friends. And, mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, it was it was sad but not unexpected. It was kind of a you know when it would finally close its doors. You know, people were out like you know, come on, like mm-hmm. you knew this was happening. You knew this was going to happen, and you knew it was going to be like a bank or you know a condos or something. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, you were shocked, but you were you know you weren't shocked and you weren't outraged. Well, you might have been outraged, but you weren't shocked. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, my number five. I've had two. I just crossed out two different ones, and I'll mention those in honorable mentions. And <laughs> I'm gonna go with my uh, my old duplex where I lived. Where out of the north side. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Me and my wife had a had a duplex. This was, was near Sloan's Lake. Yeah, near Sloan's Lake. Literally yeah. a half block away from my parents' house. So it yeah. was really. Nice to live that close to them and just be able to walk over and say, have dinner or, you know, whatever. My dad would always walk by, hey, mm-hmm. I just uh, picked you up something from the store, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. So, I'm, you know, I miss, I'm still pretty close to my family and it's not that far away, but it was really nice living that close. So yeah. that that um, duplex was a lost, is a lost treasure to me and I still have great memories from living there. But it was one of those situations that um, the landlords that I had, they were old honestly didn't realize what they had that's why we paid amazing rent you know mm-hmm. they'd right. live half the year da- they'd live the winter down in Arizona come back here for the summer so they were the perfect landlords they're never around you know <laughs> they never gave you grief anything mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. broken they'd fix it right away and you know I guess you know they just you know got old enough and I don't think they were doing their health was not the greatest and, you know they couldn't say no to those offers that were coming in and yeah. so it was kind of unceremoniously when we left, you know, like they basically gutted the place and didn't mm-hmm. add any square footage, you know, just gave it a fancy uh, makeover. makeover, some yeah. granite countertops and, you know, yeah. charge triple I, what we were paying rent. I went and looked at mm-hmm. it after you, it, they, they had like an open house yeah, yeah. and we walked in and we were like, oh my God, yeah. like what? Mm-hmm. The only good thing about that was we got our deposit back. They're like, <laughs> we're just gonna wreck the place. Sweet. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you, anything you want, the cur- curtain rods, yeah, take them. Yeah. They're gonna trash it anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally asked the dude. I was like, well, there was this shelf in the bathroom that came with the place, but you know, he's like, take it because the demo team's coming in tomorrow. Everything. I'm like, all right. Well, I still have that mm-hmm. shelf. So yeah. Anyways, nice. whatever. Five. Um, my old duplex there. Yeah. Sounds like neighborhood. My number five, uh, we've talked about a little bit already, both the, um, so it's Eliches. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there was just something amazing about having an amusement park right in the middle in the of the freaking neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. right. Like Lakeside yeah. makes sense. It's on a, a larger sort of, you know, street. Yeah. Right, right, by, the highway, right yeah. by the highway. Right by the highway. Right by the highway, yeah. And it's got its own sort of acreage. You know, yeah. it's like isolated. It's just yes. off by a lake. But Eliches was Elitches. right in the middle of the neighborhood. Yes. Like literally there were houses two blocks away, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and... Um, so, you know, I think, I don't know, was it 94? Was its last year, maybe 94, 94 95, mm-hmm. yeah, something like op- that. It reopened in 95 downtown okay. yeah. well, in the downtown yeah, area. It was, it was around for a hundred years at that yeah. original mm-hmm. location. Yeah. Cause I remember there was like century of fun, whatever yeah. that hundredth yeah. anniversary was that year. Yeah. And just the, the, the opening arch that hit 38th and Tennyson, yep. it was just so cool. Fantastic, it was yeah. just amazing. And, and, you know. The log ride and, you know, all these things that just made it so iconic. Mm-hmm. You know, a, you can bring your own food and picnic That's in right. there. I remember that. You yeah, because you go get Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, <laughs> and bring it in, you know. So in. then when, when Illich's moved, they got rid of the ability to bring mm-hmm. in stuff. Yeah. It was everybody complained because it was too no expensive. No free parking anymore. No, it, parking sucked. Yeah. So a lot. I think a lot of people just threw up our hands and were like, screw it, we'll go to Lakeside. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the neighborhood people, yeah. yeah. I think it was yeah, exactly that. It was, it was a definite culture change because it became, obviously, well, you know, it became more corporate. It was mm-hmm. definitely a corporation that 
dad owned it now, and you could you totally sense it, and mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, this isn't delicious, you know. You know, if uh, um, yeah, it was just it was just that thing too, it where you you just it, again, it felt down home. It mm-hmm. felt like something you had ownership in, something that you were comfortable around, and, and yeah. Um, yeah, it was had just a cool season passes. And yeah, season and, passes, you know. Yeah, my mom would like loved it. I think because it was like she didn't have to babysit us. Yeah, drop, exactly. drop us off. Yeah, and that was like, like because that was in the neighborhood. You yeah, drive like drop you five minutes. Exactly. You're five minutes away. You're there. <laughs> yeah, like yep. here's a quarter. Call me when you're ready. Yeah, mm-hmm. pick us yeah. up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, that might come up on my list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, my number four, I think. Yeah, uh, my number four is was a local uh, coffee house that. Uh, Closed down, I think, just a couple of years ago, but it was Paris and the Platte. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Right on Platte Street um, in the lower Highlands area, I guess if you yeah. want to call mm-hmm. it that. Uh, this was just a place where, you know, growing up, you know, being in high school, was, you know, one of those places where you go to with all your friends, you know, no no adults really around. And this is kind of the place where you try to be in a, I guess you were like, you know, acting like an adult. Yeah. You know, yeah. Smoke sure. a beady or two. Yeah, right. Make out, make yeah, out with exactly. somebody in the back exactly. or something, you know. And, <laughs> Kick some philosophy. Yeah, kick yeah. some philosophy, trying to be smart, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, you'd see, like, you know, like all that stuff, you know, fights in the parking lot or something like yeah. that. And it was just, you know, it was a great place to kind of – that that sort of bridge between high school and that next part of, you know, being a young adult, you mm-hmm. know, where you're, like, drinking coffee and, you know, like you said, trying to kick the knowledge and yeah. <laughs> trying yeah. to be cool and that kind of stuff. Smoking, you know, clove cigarettes yeah, and clove. stuff yeah, like that. They you know? sold all those. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah they sold them there. Sold and you could buy them there. Yeah. <laughs> they would sell them to you. You'd be, like, 16, 17. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, give me a... So, yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, – that, that was mine. So it was – by the time it was it – was, uh, Closing down, obviously it wasn't, but that just, you know, that, that memory of it, of it being no longer there. Because mm-hmm. you could always say, like, because no one ever called that street Platt Street. It was always just that street that, like you were saying, go there. It was yeah. the street that Paris on the Platt was on. Yeah, right by Paris. When it was that place, too, that, like, everybody felt welcome. Yes. You know, so, like, yes. a lot of kids that didn't fit in other places, mm-hmm. they felt okay there, you mm-hmm. know. And, or, and, yeah, you would see, like, jocks hanging out there from North High. You mm-hmm. know, you'd see, like you said, or kid nerds or mm-hmm. any kind of, like, any, all kinds. And I think people would come from other areas. Areas of town too, you know. Yeah. People that went to East High School and stuff, they'd make their mm-hmm. way that way because it was the coolest, and it was it was safer than some of the spots on Colfax, I think. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And everything. So yeah, and like you said, it was it was, was cool. That was the thing. Cool Everybody could go place. and like feel cool. Yeah. yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. why you went. You know. So yeah. It was right. a shame. My number four lost treasure is um, one that shocked me when it closed. Patsy's yeah. Italian mm-hmm. restaurant. That one was just like I just it's one of those places you just assumed would always be there forever. You know. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Like they had the the best like those, a church. those homemade <laughs> thick noodles, man. Uh, they were the best. That's what I got every time. I'd always yeah. be like, Oh, try something different. No, I'll just get that. Mm-hmm. That was all reliable. But yeah, when that closed, that was very shocking and just unceremoniously I just saw someone post it on Facebook, it's closed. Not even like we're closing in two weeks yeah, or anything. It was like it something was to do just, with like the family that owned it, right? Yeah, they were just I like, don't I don't know all the details. They're like, but we're it was done. Very mm-hmm. sad, man. We're shutting down and yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's actually my number four too. Yeah. Um, I, I added Patsy's Rosalinda's, mm-hmm. um, Pagliacci's Subway. So this was the long list of, <laughs> of, of restaurants that, you know, yeah. sort of define the neighborhood in the history of the neighborhood and the, the, that feel. So mine was very similar. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. So that was, that was both your number fours? Number mm-hmm. fours, yeah. No All right. right. Is it, well, I, okay, I don't mean to go off on a tangent, but I that, that was the worst thing about Pagliacci's closing was, you know, missing that sign. Yeah. You know, those great neon signs that were above it. Yeah. You know, the clown and everything. And yeah. I think this is the, that was the worst. That like I love that being a part of my neighborhood, you know. Mm-hmm. And when that 
went away. It was like, ugh. You know, well, you know, it's actually, it's still around. It's still there. It's in that. They, they slapped it on the side of that building, that building, but it's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, so that was number four. Number three, what is my number three here? Um, wait, my number two? We're at three. We're at three? three. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so my number three is kind of like this little stretch of neighborhood uh, around Boulder Street, and I guess that would be 16th or 15th. And that was uh, the United Way building mm-hmm. and my friend's house. Well, they, they rented this house uh, that they had on Boulder Street, and it was this kind of quaint little, you know, just bachelor pad for three guys. But I think when that finally went and the United Way finally went, I was like, okay, this is no longer. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was like I was cast out or something. Like that's yeah. this is no longer my neighborhood anymore. Um, and so it was just it was not that I had any association to that United Way or anything, but it just it was always there. And it yeah. was just, you know, just this, you know, this this marker, you know, of a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, they're they're moving and it's not going to be there anymore. But what bothered me so much was what replaced it, you know. It's this, you know, another huge, enormous, you know, high rise that I just, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's an eyesore and mm-hmm. whatever, you know, condos that I can't afford and wouldn't want to live in or want <laughs> yeah. to spend the money anyway to live in. So anyway, yeah. so, yeah, that was just yeah, kind of a disappointment, um, not so much for the United Way because, you know, they moved. It's not like they were going away or anything, but the fact of what replaced it was just more of the you know, mm-hmm. problem for me. Anyway. Gotcha. So that was my number three. All right, cool. My number three is, uh, I mean, the building's still there. It's not gone or anything, but it's the Federal Theater on 38th and Federal. I remember that. That was kind of like the twin theater with the Oriental where they showed movies there as well. Super dirt cheap. I remember going to like a double feature of RoboCop and the Princess Bride with some <laughs> friends and oh, stuff. Wow. And I think it was like a buck or something, yeah. you know. But I, I remember seeing Back to the Future there. With My mom took me to see that. And I just remember, I remember like they – People smoked in the movie theater back then. And it, was, <laughs> it was crazy. It was insane. And I know that it's been like a carpet store, and I think it's a church now, Victory Outreach. I yeah. got nothing against the church, and I'll get it. You know, that's good and all. But I kind of just feel like – At least it's still there. Yeah, at least it hasn't been wrecked yet. The marquee yet, is but still I feel, there. The marquee is still there. But I feel like, man, if, if they could just do more, you know, community events or something there, you know, like – Give that a little revitalize, you Make know. it kind of like the Oriental Make theater. Make it kind of like the yeah. twin of the Oriental, which it kind of yeah. was originally back in yeah. the early 80s and stuff. I feel like stuff. 38th and Federal is kind of like this weird Bermuda Triangle for, for businesses. You know, yeah. It's like, what can you really put there that's not, like, commuter Yeah, friendly? it is very weird. Like, yeah. it's a seven, there's a 7-Eleven and there's a, you know, an auto shop, auto parts store there. Like, that's really, like, what could succeed there because it's such a busy intersection. Right. Like, you know, well, the uh, um, right on the corner there, I heard that a, maybe a bank's going in now. Yeah, where the yeah, the, where the old uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken Kentucky used to be. Chicken yeah. used to be. It's good. It's going to be a bank. A bank. Yeah. Know. So that's like, eh, oh, well, okay, fine. Yeah. yeah. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's such an iconic. Everybody knows Thirty Eighth and Feds. Yeah. yeah. Such an iconic. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Intersection, and it's just. You know, it know. has been there for a long time. Is the uh, Botanica? There's a. That's true. Yemaya. I think it's Yemaya. That's true. They've been there for. They've a been there a long time. Long time. So you know, go get your herbs and rose water and candles there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so my number three is the uh, VFW Hall mm. on Forty Third and Pecos. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was recently, you know, demolished, and now there's more ugly high-rise, cookie-cutter, fugly, mm-hmm. you know, buildings going up. But that space in particular for my family and a lot of families like mine was the place to congregate for any sort of party celebration. My parents' wedding reception was there. We'd have baptism parties there. Mm -hmm. We'd have 
um, you know, after funeral parties there. And it's a block away from my grandma's house. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the stories contained in that place, the amount of celebrations and, and yeah. things that those are memories that, you know, will you know, forever be now relegated to pictures, you know, and Mm -hmm. it wasn't a a, a magical, you know, place or anything like that. It was a very simple place. It was a very rundown place. But what it meant to people to be able to, you know, have their their parties there and just come together again in community, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's the kind of stuff people miss. You know, I was talking to my parents about it and we were just, you know, sort of nostalgically talking about, you know, how many dang parties and fist fights and... (laughs) spill beer and you know just over the uh, you know 30 years or however long um it was an operation but um it's sad it's just sad to watch that you know disappear and um all those memories sort of um kind of go with it yeah that's kind of one of those things that you thought like well how could they well why would they move a vfw you know like something has to protect this you know there's mm-hmm. got to be something i don't know if it's law or something or some kind of like ordinance that has to protect these things right and then you realize like no that's just you know that's yeah yeah yeah, I've driven by that or what's left of it mm-hmm. several times. Always reminds me of uh, the oh man, I used to know his name, but the guy who rides his bike, his Gilbert. crazy deck Gilbert. Gilbert, yeah, Gilbert. his crazy decked out bike, and he would yeah. I think because I think he Another was treasure, yeah, Gilbert, yeah, huge Northside treasure, and I, he might be a veteran, or they might just they might have accepted him to be a veteran. He just he adapts anywhere he's at. That's true. He, That's true. He, the firemen love him. He yeah. lives it at the firehouse. Yeah. He actually, I think, was in an accident recently, so he's not cruising right now. He's, okay. he's on foot. He passes by my house every morning, screaming and yelling. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, he's just amazing and awesome. Yeah. And, um, so I asked him, uh, uh, you know, what happened? I said, Gilbert, what happened to your bike? They fucking fucked it all fucked up. You know, and <laughs> that sounds like Gilbert. Yeah, you know, and I was like, I'm sorry to hear that. When are you going to get it back? I don't know. You know, so now he's on foot. Oh, Walk, he walks to the that fire might... station every morning down Tijon. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That might be something to do to like have some kind of like fundraiser to get Gilbert's bike back. Well, I think they hooked him up. I oh, think did they? they? Okay, they good. At, yeah, it, you know, and um, there was a, a nice article written about him recently yes. in 5280, I think. Yeah, was I think 5280? That, uh, maybe in Westward? Mm, either one, yeah. yeah okay. But it was a really nice profile about who he is, yeah, you know, because awesome. a lot of people know him, see him, mm-hmm. but don't know anything about him. Right, right. Um, and so it was a nice spread about who he is and what he does. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. Our friend used to call him the road warrior. Well, not used to, <laughs> still does, you know, because he's just cruising on his bike, yelling at cars yeah. like that. Go too fast. Chopper style bike. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's a lowrider bike. All right, uh, number two, I think. Yep. Finishing up here. Number two, mine's kind of the same thing um, that Bobby had talking about a list of just restaurants, you know, in the neighborhood that have changed or moved on or been closed altogether. Your Pagliacci's, your, um, you know, Gaetano's and those kinds of places. Subway, of course, that I touched on many times. Um, and like also like the old Carbonis, like the the deli. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which you reopened know, though. It reopened, but it's you know it's not the same. Okay. It's, I mean, it's, I haven't been there it's yet. It's the people. I think it's like the the kids or something that reopened it. But it's when that actual place closed, you know, it just it was sad mm-hmm. to see it go. Mm-hmm. You know? And it was unexpected. Like, oh, I thought that again, the place you thought it'd always be there. Right. You, know? you could grow up with it, and you take your kids there. But no, mm-hmm. gone. Gotcha. So yeah, that's my number two is, you know, again, restaurants, things like that, that you said, like, you know, kind of, it, it, it's established with the community, you know, and the community, you know, cultivates these places. And then when they're gone, it's like, well, what happens? Where do you go? Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. Anyway. Gotcha. Yeah. My number two, similar, same thing. <laughs> Place I always thought would be there on um, 32nd and Low Common Grounds, the coffee mm. shop. That was oh, my, that's a good one. That was yeah. my Paris on the Platte before yeah. Paris on the Platte. Yeah. Like, that was the first time I ever went to a coffee shop. And, yeah. Wow. Hung out with friends and, you know, 
Yeah. Played board games and mm-hmm. talked about philosophy, you know, talked about Kurt Cobain and shit oh, like yeah. that. You <laughs> <know>? <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, I always Which moved. They didn't close. It, they, exactly. They didn't close. They moved. But, and you know, but I, it's one of those things I thought it would always be there, you know. Yeah. And it's, it's now pizza. Yeah. It's, it's not the same. You know, it's just yeah. not as lived in. It yeah. doesn't feel as, exactly. uh, I don't know, authentic and just home. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Kind of a office away from like you could go there and you know chill out and drink yeah. coffee and read a book, or you could go and meet people and talk about like hey let's do this project together and stuff. Like you're yeah. talking about artists cultivating I mean, they had, like, artists the coming together. Side rooms mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it just like yeah the the chairs everything it felt lived in felt home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my number two. Thought it'd always be there. Um, so my number two is again kind of abstract. It's more of a feeling. So I, I said. The grit, grind, blue collar fight feel that the neighborhood had. You know? <laughs> um, it yeah. just, it was, it was, it didn't feel like it feels now. It, it feels right. very pretentious and, yes. and, and, and clean and manufactured. And it just, it just, before it was just so north side, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I miss the, um, um, I just miss that you yeah. know that 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 gritty side of the way we were raised and born and um you know the way we we made things work even when it was hard yeah i mean you see like i always like it always kind of uh not it's always funny to me to see people walking around at like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night down certain streets like going to bars or restaurants or something or coming from and you're like wow like that that never you never saw that yeah <laughs> you know it's funny um Tony Garcia at Su Teatro. I recently did a, an installation um, for Artopia. Um, they do a, mm-hmm. an annual art party, mm-hmm. and I did um, you know a, a big installation about um, the neighborhood changing. And Tony wrote, and this is the the thing too that you know as soon as you started seeing white people walking their dogs after dark, and yes, you know in in, in places that you know uh, you're like that's kind of weird, you know? Yeah. And so that was like a big indication that shit was changing, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so Tony, uh, he wrote a, a comedic song um, called White People Walking Their Dogs and the Pink <laughs> Hawks recorded it. Um, and it's nice. hilarious. Nice. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just, uh, I miss that. Yeah. I mean, like speaking of like La Raza Park, like I went to Horse Man and sometimes I'd walk home mm-hmm. from school and there'd be days when you'd know not to cut through the park. Yeah. Like you'd see people that'd be like, mm, yep. yeah, I'm going not, not going to, yeah, I'm going to go around this yeah. way. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. Well, uh, number one. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Lost number treasures. one, Lost Treasures. So, this one's more like, again, uh, ties closely to me and my family. But Fair it's enough. the closing yeah. of – and it's another restaurant, but it's actually a little bit more to me. To me, it's more. Uh, the closing of La Loma restaurant. Mm. Yeah, that was an honorable mention for me, too. Mm-hmm. I figured you'd hit it, so I'll yeah. let you do it. Yeah, I, I had to hit it. So, that was actually um, – it was started by my family um, back in, like, the – Gosh, I want to say like the late '70s, mm-hmm. and they own the the old like home behind where the La Loma was, and then they they moved into the where it used to be that big like you know big building kind of um, villa kind of style building, mm-hmm. and um, my family sold it a little little while ago, so it hasn't been in my family for a couple of years, but still it was it was just it was that was sort of like gut wrenching yeah. heart wrenching to see that finally go cuz we always knew that someday it was going it wasn't going to last mm-hmm. and when it finally seeing it torn down was just i don't know it was kind of heartbreaking for me yeah um they did move they moved downtown and good and I'm glad that they're still able to do business and they took you know the fo- the big 
grand picture of my great grandmother with them. And that's still great that that's still being hung up there in the restaurant. So that's nice. Um, but yeah, just that, that thing was, I mean, that's where I grew up. You know, mm-hmm. I grew up talking about when you're talking about the VFW, you know, having parties and, mm-hmm. you know, funerals and wakes and graduations and quinceañeras. That's that's where we did all that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. so that's where, you know, I have pictures of myself, you know, you know, as a little kid outside, you know. So that was the hardest thing for me. And now that's now that that's gone. It's like, well, yeah, I don't know what I'm even doing here. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. left? You it know? is very weird. What's left? It's very weird to drive down 26 there and see yeah. that. And again, I know I know Ralphiel Espinoza was trying Science's to. Still there, but yeah, not for long. <laughs> I think that's gone now too. Oh really? Mm-hmm. And I think I think Raphael was trying to like somehow. I know they wanted to build a huge, huge high rise there. Dude, like five hundred apartments. Five hundred, like twenty two stories or something. Yeah, yeah, something really tall. And and I think he was trying to halt that or trying to do something to bring it more down to like, well, let's talk about it as a community and see what else we can put in there and have some other input. And I think he was just completely you know, mm-hmm. shut out. Yeah, it's too bad. It's too bad, yeah. All right, my number one, Bobby already hit on it, old Illiches. Mm-hmm. Um, the old Illiches. I just... Destroyed by no, a hailstorm. Yeah, <laughs> just there's no way. I mean, if you really look, if you really think about it, man, Matt, that was kind of the beginning of everything really changing, man. Like, yeah, that was, when it moved. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I, I talked and to they my, started building those condos. There. I it, and I just t- I tried to describe it to my wife. My wife's from New Mexico and um, she moved here in the early 2000s, so right. she never knew about the old Illiches. And I'm like I and I tried to describe it, but I know I'm not doing it justice. Right. You know, right. I'm well, like and it's it's, it's hard for so anybody. Different. Yeah, it's it was so hard. Different. Bobby hit on it. It's like you just try to describe somebody. It was an amusement park in a neighborhood. Yeah. People were like, yeah. like I mean, a there local was fair. And you're like, no, trees. not like a fair. Yeah. Intertwined with amusement park. Yeah, that's, the I mean, those trees were like testaments of how old. You know, um, if anybody um, uh, wants a gem, uh, there's a book called, um, oh gosh, now I'm blanking, but uh, Phil Goldstein. Mm-hmm. He's a, a local historian. He mm-hmm. writes books about all kinds of neighborhoods. There's a great yeah. book about North Denver that he wrote. Um, uh, and it has so much little stories about the neighborhood, you know? So like, I didn't know that when the Illiches bought that plot of land, it was actually an apple orchard Hmm. lined by cottonwoods. So a lot of those trees, you know, that were there, that were, they were there, you know? So long time. Yeah. Pick up the book. I forget what it's called, but I mean, it's nice that they left the theater and the, like the part where the carousel was and everything, but it's still, it's just it's you can't convey to someone that didn't live it what it meant to you and mm-hmm. you know it was such it was the place to go when you were like a preteen or becoming a teenager <laughs> and mm-hmm. you'd get the season pass you because you could go there by yourself yeah you could go there by <laughs> with yourself. your friends yeah. you could go on the log ride yeah. you could um, without parental without your parents yeah it was just a I, lot of first kisses yeah, on the sky ride yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> the log ride uh, first other, or getting yeah. try try not to get spit on from yeah. the sky ride yeah uh-huh. <laughs> there's yeah. that too yeah I mean it's just. I don't know how you know if you didn't live it. It's really hard to describe, but it's definitely. I kind of. I feel like that was kind of the beginning of the big yeah. thing in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So that's my number one. Yeah, Illiches. Joel. old Illiches. I went to the new one. hadn't been. We went to this past fall for the like Scream Fest down there because I hadn't been in God years and years and years, probably fifteen years. You know, mm-hmm. and it was fun and all, but it's just it's not the same. Well, at you're like all. you're trying to take your kid there and have hopefully. Have him yeah. have the same memories, but yeah. it's yeah, it's not. We're going lakeside try, try instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just go lakeside. Just go lakeside. Uh, so my number one um, is affordability. 
You know, mm-hmm. that's the thing I miss the most. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. You, you know, uh, yeah. and I think that that's, you know, it's, it's, it's more complex I'm laughing than that, because it's, yeah, it's tragically true. It is. True. You know, uh, the affordability factor has, it, it's almost like the developers and, you know, everybody else, they're, they're curating this sort of new image of the neighborhood and mm-hmm. it's exclusive. Yeah. And that's one thing that the neighborhood yes. never was. It was never exclusive, you know. Mm-hmm. Um uh, folks moved in and you know it was it was diverse in a lot of ways and yeah. you know um everybody's you know sort of status united people as opposed to now you know dividing folks and so um i th- i felt like that was something that's really really hard to to deal with um you know especially still living there yeah. um you know luckily i uh you know i'm a homeowner so it's it's nice to have that but um you know we bought right at at the right time because you know if we would have waited a little longer we would either have to sacrifice a whole lot or mm-hmm. be somewhere else so yeah. um affordability yeah yeah and not just not just housing but we're talking like restaurants and local mm-hmm. boutiques and things like that where you know like hey let's go to dinner and now it's costing you know close to 70 dollars that, $70, $80, that $80 quarter or that quarter pop machine at Safeway man yeah <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's an honorable mention Shasta. right there <laughs> right exactly yeah, black cherry <laughs> yeah exactly mm-hmm. oh man yeah man, i don't know good. if anyone had any honorable mentions that we missed i i pizza pros pizza, pizza pros. pros yes uh, that's a good one too Lechugas. the family special they had like a family special it was like two large pizzas and a 2 liter mm-hmm. <laughs> For dirt cheap, man. Yeah, and it was. I mean, that's another one I was. I've to my wife the nostalgia behind Pizza Pros. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't the best pizza in the world, but it was good, and it, it was, was and it was like affordable mm-hmm. <laughs> affordability. There it you go. Bomb. You know, like yeah. my friend, uh, my friend Chris Boyd, good friend, good listener of the show, man. His family, they knew them by heart. You know, they'd recognize the phone number. They'd be like, <laughs> "The usual, Mister Boyd." And mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. And get like six pizzas, and we'd go over there and just like nice. crush them. Yeah. Pizza Pros. Yeah. We also had friends there who would. Uh, put a uh, special type of oregano on the pizzas sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> their own blend of special spices. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Now it's like a CrossFit place or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, the DMV moved in next door to it. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I remember there was a dollar store in between them maybe. Uh, yeah. At one point too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man. All those places. Affordability. Yeah. So affordability and like, yeah. yeah, like restaurants and things like that. Mm-hmm. My honorable mentions, Lechugas. I mean, it's still around. Yeah, it's still pretty. It's still there. The same, you know. Yeah, much it was same, like it was Carbonis, and then it was yeah. Pop- mm-hmm. We would go when it was Carbonis too. Yeah. Um it was like our tradition after the Parade of Lights every year. Like, we'd go nice. eat there, and I, I remember awesome. looking forward to it so much because right. I. It was a special. Sorry, kind of pizza. mom and dad. I hated the Parade of Lights. It was always cold as shit. It was always freezing, <laughs> and I was like, I just <laughs> wanted to get now our place and eat some pizza, man, yeah. <laughs> or a cannoli or whatever. Yeah. Man. It was delicious. I mean, it's it's changed, but I'm glad that it's still kind of a neighborhood bar. You yeah, know? it is. You yeah, know, where you have like these old timers who mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. hang out there, yeah. you know, and stuff. And food's still bomb. Yeah, it's yeah. still great. They, they, they kept up, up at least a couple times yes. a month. Yes. Yeah. I have to unfortunately drive by it all the time, so to get home, so I'm like, oh, I think I'll stop. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> you know? not get up to go right there. Yeah. The counter, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Spaghetti all right, well, Bobby, we'd like to thank you very much for having you on the show. Um, where Do you have can, any other honorable mentions? Yeah, any other you know, yeah, I had um, yeah, hit it up. Aztec Soul. Oh, you guys remember yeah. Aztec uh-huh. Soul? Yep, it's where um, the yep. Mm-hmm. That was an honorable was mention. A, cool a bar. neighborhood bar, mm-hmm. um, um, Dickinson Plaza, thirty second in Tijuana, is now smashed, Gone. and it's another yeah. monstrosity is mm-hmm. being built. Yep. yep, Dolly Madison. Oh yeah. 
Do you well, guys remember the right dog right across from Illich's? Yeah. Ice cream oh, shop. Ice cream shop. Shit. Yeah. We used mm-hmm. to, you know, right in between Illich Lane. That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dolly wow. Madison. Oh, I forgot about that. I had bomb ice cream and yeah. shakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where um, you go after Illich's to get, absolutely. To get milkshakes mm-hmm. or ice cream. Yeah. And then the Brown Bridge, which um, connected um, Sunnyside to Globeville. Now where the there's a new light rail station that's going. Oh, in. Right. It was this old riggedy Brown Bridge, mm-hmm. and it was just uh, a really cool. Um, you know, we used to go tag on it mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. over, and it went over the railroad tracks. So right. We used to just, yeah. you know, on occasion, just hang out there, just yeah. did school and hang out there. Kind of like the old 20th street viaduct, yep. the old 15th street viaduct, yep. you know, which was still up Really was old railroad tie yeah. Yeah. bridge. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, cool. um, yeah. Awesome. No, thanks for having me guys. This yeah. has been cool. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, for any of our listeners, Bobby, where, where, where can they find you on the on the internet and stuff? So I'm on, you know, web. social media, Facebook, Instagram under my name, Bobby Lefebvre, B-O-B-B-Y, L-E-F-E-B-R-E, um, BobbyLefebvre.com. Um, so yeah, I'm on all those things. So check me out. Awesome. Will do. And awesome. we'll look forward to uh, your new web series coming out soon. And yeah. we'll look for that. Um, that'll be a lot of fun. Can't yeah. Wait. It should be. I hope it's funny. We've had fun doing it, if nothing else. Yeah. That'll be exciting. I'm excited about it. Yeah, Yeah. looking forward to that for sure. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and SoundCloud. And you can go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That'd be really (laughs) awesome. Anytime. Uh, Oh, yeah. I got T-shirts available, too. So uh, (laughs) hit me up on Instagram or send us an email at high5download at gmail.com, and I could get one in your life. Yeah. She went at you through a t-shirt cannon. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Thanks for listening. See you guys. Bye-bye.